Hola mi gente, it's Minnie here with episode 5 of Mi Barrio. Wow, it's it's kind of weird to say episode 5 when the other day literally feels like I was panicking about episode 1. But here we are, this time it's with my friend Shimmy who is actually an international student here in Toronto. So I ask her what it's like to be an international student, especially during COVID. And we touch upon like visas and she tells me about her stories and she compares Toronto to New York. It's a lot of perspective she's giving me and it's great. We also talk about the slang and we also talk about white people and appropriation a little bit and it's a lot of fun this episode i laughed a lot i hope you laugh a lot and i really hope you enjoy it because she's a great and wild character that is just full of life Welcome to this episode of Me Badio, where it's kind of an un- unexpected episode considering it was not planned. It's still not. Yeah, it was. No, no, You're but no, no, <laughs> no. I meant like the topic wasn't planned. We were going to talk about international students within Toronto, but now we're going to talk about being an international student in Toronto during the coronavirus. That's my shape. That's my whip. I think that's what she says. It's a TikTok song. It's Dosha. Anyways, back to this interview that we are supposed to have. Let me just ask a very simple question. How is it being an international student in Toronto? I'm West Indian. If you don't know what that is, then I would strongly recommend you stopping this podcast and read it. <laughs> I am not a Caribbean. I am not a Caribbean. I am a West Indian person. Okay? Thank you. Outside of Corona, it's not that bad i know people who have it worse so i always try to be grateful and optimistic and look at the half full side of it however when ish hits the fan we're always the like we're kind of on the front lines of the damage (laughs) if that makes sense like when the strike happened we felt it when corona happened we felt it like i like i couldn't imagine being in a dorm right now and school is telling you hey you have to move and you're all alone here where do you go you know, like stuff like that, it always affects international students a little bit different than it would a domestic student. And apart from like, you know, we already pay double what domestic students pay and stuff like that. And having to do with the barriers, transition to a new country or city. Outside of that, it's fine. <laughs> Inside of that, it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you got to pay more. Do you know anyone that does live in a dorm? Mm-mm. But oh. I saw... Like, I was online, and I, I, I saw people crying and stuff, like, because some people, like, their visas expire, like, pretty soon. I, I know one particular person, their visa expires pretty soon, and then when they graduate, they'll get the next visa to extend their work, etc. But the school's kicking them out, and there's no place to go back home, but if you go home, then you can get your visa. So it's like, what do you do? Kind of a situation. Um, I did have a friend who was like, who, um, her lease ends in April. Then she was going to go home for the entire summer. So she was like, oh my God, borders are closing. I can't stay here because I can't work because of Corona. So I can't pay rent. But I also have a month that's already prepaid because like you do your first and last month rent. So she had no choice but to leave, change her flight and leave. She left on Sunday, the last flight out, barely got on and now she paid for an apartment for april that's completely end but it was worth it to not have to pay for five months that you literally would not have the income for oh question then how come you decided to stay and not go back home i thought about it that doesn't mean i was like hey kikiki i'm just gonna stay like okay when it first like 
when it first started like trickling in, I'm like, damn, I could probably go home for like, <laughs> go to the beach, get a tank, come out thick, hey, <laughs> you know. I was like looking like, mm, how about I just abandon all of my responsibility and go for a vacation? That sounds amazing. That is so me. That's, I, um, yeah, that's so me. But then the flights were still not that cheap. So I was like, girl, they're lying. <laughs> um, but I did consider it. And my mom was like, for what? And there's two folds of this. If I went home, I, w- I live alone. So I'm not risking anybody and no one's risking me. If I go home, that's my mom. That's my dad. That's my brother. My neighbor would definitely come and see me. And she takes care of her grandmother. That's an elderly person who already has illness, which just makes it high risk. Being home just means I'm with more people naturally. And traveling through the airport, going through all of that, that whole process, I'd have to be quarantined for 14 days. But even if you're in quarantine, people come visit you because West Indian. So yeah, it, it wasn't going to be worth it. Also, the healthcare system um, is not up to par. And I'm not saying I wouldn't get good healthcare. I'm pretty sure if I got sick, like, my country right now only has one case and the person has basically almost recovered. They're doing pretty well. So I'd be okay. It wouldn't be the best. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, it might be low-key better because I would be able to get... <laughs> <laughs> like, hair has how many cases now? 400 in Ontario? So, like... More. 800? Higher? I- See, the point is, <laughs> nobody's going to take me on. They're going to be like, you don't even belong here. Okay? <laughs> you don't even go here. So how about you go to the back of the line? I think... Back home, <laughs> if I... Like, I would just be case number two. Like, I would be fine. You know? Like, they'll be like, oh, girl! I think you. I think you've convinced you. I think you've convinced yourself you should have gone home. Nah, I mean there's other factors, but anyway, um, healthcare was an issue. But like, if I did have it, I wouldn't just give it to myself. So it would be a whole bunch of other people. Mm. It's smaller. People mingle more. It, it would be a disaster, and it's not something that I would be able to live with at all. One. Two, my visa expires, and I ain't leaving this country unless I walk a damn stage with my certificate. I'm sorry. I pay taxes. I pay my tuition in full, okay? I, at the minimum, this country owes me my damn certificate, okay? So, if it means I have to stay and wait for it, now I'm going to do that. Literally waiting because you're alone in the apartment. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, no, but for real, my visa expires. So, literally, if I went home, there's no way I would have come back. Because it expires next month. And that would be a wrap. But after it expires, I think I have, like, three months to stay here, so... Hey, that's the thing about being an international student. It's, you come here, you get the student visa, and then everybody wonders what happens after. I don't think clans are something we can speak about with Corona. <laughs> because, what are they? Corona came in, like, you, you had you had goals for this month? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm going to just cancel all of that for you. That's a whole mood. Before Corona, and since we can't really go into, like, the whole visa process and everything, because, like you said, Corona, just like, what's up, sis? And you are. Yeah, pretty much. What are your thoughts about Toronto versus back home? Because we're known to be very 
No, you're making faces. <laughs> Is this Toronto everything you expected and less, more? <laughs> you're making faces. I cannot. First of all, Canada was a country I always said I would never visit. Oh my god. I vividly remember as a child, <laughs> I vividly remember like, you know when you have your atlas and everybody's like, go point this country and we're like, Canada. And everybody was like, what is Canada known for? And we're like, cold. And I'm like, why the hell would anybody go there? Like, it's freezing out there. I'm never going to Canada. I'll just go to New York. That's as far north as I'm going. This, like, I literally remember like doing my whole rant about it because you bamboozled just, yourself. By the time I came here, um, well, planning to come here, it's like, oh, it's such a melting pot. They have like such a good Caribbean, you know, experience. And you're gonna just, you're gonna just, it's gonna be fine. Like you're gonna find your people. That is such a lie. That is Ooh. such a scam from the pit of hell. <laughs> I am so sorry. I came here and I was like, okay, but like, where are West Indians at? I can't find them. Where's the West Indian restaurant? I still have not found a place that gives me really good roti. Like, probably one or two where I'm like, damn. Have you been on I... Eglinton? <laughs> but I was like, like have you I been know, in an area? They have... I, don't, I don't get on a bus and I see bad, like, African restaurants. <laughs> or, like, I think for me, I compare it to New York where... Like, you see Latinas, you see Africans, you see West... Like, it is so... It is in your face. You cannot escape it. You cannot escape... Even the Asian communities, you cannot escape the diversity of New York. And everybody kept hyping Toronto, like, as if it was the same, and it's not. It still is a very white area with spots of color. Yeah. It, it is. Little I'm... dash there, little dash there. It's Um... And also, I really hate Toronto slang that's, like, derivative of West Indian culture because then everyone's like, Scarborough Tang, Scarborough Tang. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> like, it's really weird for me. It's like, why you sound like that? Like, like and then I just want to go, like, why you talk like that? Where did you get that from? Like, okay, it's it's cool. funny because everybody, I will say this to everybody I interview and everybody I talk to, it's like, Toronto is not multicultural as you think it is. What we are is we're separated neighborhoods that you have to go out of your way to find. Because as I'm telling you right now, it's like, have you been on Eglinton West? Because that area is near me, for example, and they have a whole bunch of like West Indian Caribbean restaurants. Right? But that's what I'm saying. You have to come out of your way to go there. Most of Toronto is 50% white. And the rest of it is mixed. It's I'm just definitely okay. white. No. Asian, whatever the hell else after. Everybody else. All I know that. is that my demographics at the bottom. Like we don't fucking exist in the city. <laughs> no, y'all don't. No, we don't. Latinos don't exist. We exist in the states. We don't exist here. The last three years, there's been a lot of people from Mexico coming over. Yeah, I have noticed that, a lot. but in certain areas, like everything else, in certain areas. And Loki Heike is only rich ones that I've been encountering. What Mexicans are you talking to? What the fuck? I'm just saying, they be coming and they be spending. They be having the gold Amex and they be having to call the banks in Mexico <laughs> to approve it. That's all I'm saying. The banks in- And then after this, we just kind of got off track, which is normal. It happens. And then eventually we moved into talking about Toronto slang and the appropriation of it. Shim goes into her view of it a little bit. And then we kind of go back into the regular interview. So enjoy what that is. I'm okay with Toronto guys having this thing. It's just like the lack of credit is absolute disrespect. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I hear people like fighting, oh, oh, Toronto sang based from, Toronto sang based from, hey, no, Toronto. I'm like, if y'all don't get on a boat 
and go back to the West Indies and leave me alone. My favorite, and I say favorite, but not really, is when you hear white girls say, like talking like that, like pure what? on white girls. I have never heard that. In my girl, life. you have not. No, you have not been in contact. When you hear, when you see these white girls, and I mean white girls with blonde hair or or something, just like pure white, and they talk like they talk. be calling shorties. Yeah. <laughs> Like they be, I can't even I can't even mimic it because it is so bad. <laughs> like I will say some words, but again, it depends on who I'm with and my mood. The worst thing is when I hear pure on white girls say it, and I'm like, "Girl, shut the fuck up." <laughs> well, we can say that. Hmm. Yeah, we can swear. Girl, say whatever the fuck you want. I don't want to swear. I want to represent. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> Um, I just want to say that Toronto's a scam and that be nice to international students because not only do they pay more as you, they suffer more than you. And that's a wrap. That's a terrible outro. Guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs> it was a great outro to the interview, but I needed to give off some ending words myself because this is the second last episode and I'm going to reiterate it in the outro because I don't know, it's just so many feels, especially because I know I will be releasing this set, the last episode very soon and it's just so surreal. I really hope you like this episode and I will see you soon for episode six with Amanda and it's basically claiming your whiteness. Yes, I'm interviewing a white person. Gracias por todo. Que te vaya bien y chao.